You are listening to episode 150 of the Remind Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Remind Yourself podcast, the podcast for physician moms just like you who want to ditch mom guilt, stop yelling, and start enjoying their lives today. I'm your host, Michelle Chestovich, certified life coach, family physician, and mom of four. If you want to overcome overwhelm for once and for all, this is the place for you. Hello, Mama Docs, and welcome back. I hope you're having a most wonderful day. It is a beautiful, sunshiny day and kind of unseasonably warm here in Minnesota. We typically get a little midwinter thaw, and I have to tell you, it is delightful to go for a run when it is in the mid-40s to 50s. So for those of you who get that year-round, lucky for you, we are enjoying our shot of sunshine and warmth here, and I'm sure more winter will come back. What I really wanted to talk to you about was something that I've been seeing more in my group coaching program. It's come up a couple of times in the last few weeks, and I just wanted to share it with you because particularly if you're a relatively new attending and you are having a bunch of new patients, that can cause a lot of consternation. And I am here to try to help you make life simpler. So I want to share with you a few things that have come up and how I help shift the perspective for physicians to make new patients easier. Okay, so let's get started. Number one, you may be getting new patients in your practice, either that you're new to the clinic that maybe you've just started out after residency or fellowship, and or perhaps you've transferred to a different office, a new organization. So you've got a whole bunch of new patients. And the third thing that I see on the regular is that perhaps colleagues have retired or they've left to go to another practice. And so there are patients that are new to you that are on your schedule. And I just want to go through some of the things that I hear that fill you with fear and dread and perhaps make the job even a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. So of course we can say like seeing new people can be filled with challenges. And yet when we just focus on that, right, you've heard me before say the way we think creates the way we feel, which drives what we do. Perhaps thinking on the regular, oh my God, this is so hard, could in fact make that come true, that it is actually harder. So things that I commonly hear, number one, oh my gosh, it takes so much time right? And you have evidence to prove that, right? You're spending a lot of time reviewing the chart. You're spending a lot of time with the patient and perhaps a lot of time after. So like you prove that thought true because you're filled with probably some dread and fear. And so you go into the office visit without really a clear plan about how to be in control, right? And so you kind of let the patient just go on and on and the patient runs the show and then you're a bit confused about should we tackle all of the things or should I focus on their current problems? I really want to figure out what's going on in the past, but they just keep bringing up this acute issue. And so it just feels a bit overwhelming, right? And it takes a very long time. Another thing that I commonly hear is I don't want to miss something, right? And this fills us with fear. Now, again, I want to remind all of you listeners that having a little bit of doubt is really good for our patients. Having that idea of I don't want to miss something in some ways is very noble, right? Of course we don't want to miss something with our patients. They're coming in and we want to make sure that we have a full idea of what could be going on, a full deferential, be able to understand and evaluate. Of course we want to do that. And yet when we focus on I don't want to miss something, this is how that plays out. It creates a feeling of fear, 
And so you don't, number one, acknowledge the expertise and the knowledge that you do possess even before you walk into the room. You don't remind yourself of that. You're just kind of in this worried state, like, I hope I don't miss something. And so again, similar to the last situation, you don't have a clear plan when you go in and you ask some questions, but then the patients maybe take a little bit of sideways and you feel like you just can never figure it all out. You think you need to review all the past charts and you don't feel like you're actually giving the patient the time and addressing their current needs, right? And you just feel scattered and you come out of the visit, you're like, I don't even know if I addressed anything. I accomplished some of understanding the history, but I don't understand it all. And now the patient's mad and they're still going to need to come back. Like it just feels very unresolved for many people. And you continue to have this feeling of, I worry that I'm going to miss something. I have clients who are seeing patients and they continue to think about them because that thought runs so strongly in their brain. Now, again, of course that that's going to come. But when we let that thought take over, it makes our day so much harder. The final thing that I will say that I see on the regular is that patients say, like, excuse me, clients say, ugh, Dr. X retired, and now I'm getting all of their patients. They are so difficult, whether it's due to the complexity of all their medical issues or the fact that perhaps that physician had a different practice style and perhaps they're on medications that you don't typically prescribe, that sort of thing. So you're filled with dread and anticipatory worry before you even see the patient. Raise your hand right now if this is true. It certainly was true for me because in my practice, I had a couple of older docs retire and I inherited their patients and they had a different sense of things. They were great physicians. This is not to disparage the colleagues who've left, but it's just that we all have different practice styles. And perhaps the doctors from days of old had a different knowledge about things than we do, right? Like, of course. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just that it's okay to have your own practice style. But when you are dreading seeing these patients and you're worried about what the patients are going to think, again, you have this feeling of dread. You walk into the room feeling nervous, kind of like walking on eggshells. You're afraid to tell them your plan because you don't want to upset the patient. You don't want them not to like you. And so you don't have a clear game plan and confidence to back it up. And so it's sort of like a free-for-all and you're worried every single time and you forget that you've done it before and that you do have a plan. So what do all of these three scenarios have in common? It's that you're letting your default thoughts run the show right? We have 70 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Of course, we're going to have thoughts. We've thought many of these on repeat. So of course, they come again. The brain likes to be efficient and offer up these same thoughts. And yet, what I like to ask you is, are these thoughts serving you? And what does that mean? When I ask that question, it means, does it help you get your job done more easily when these are the thoughts that are front of mind? Most of you would say, Absolutely not. And in fact, this is why it comes up in coaching because this is an area of struggle. And so what do we do about it? We acknowledge, oh, it makes sense that my brain has thought this way. And I've got a lot of evidence to prove that it's true. Because again, when you think on the regular, I hope I don't miss something, you end that whole day still worrying if you miss something because you're not teaching your brain that you do know what you're doing, right? So this is what we brought up in group. And this is what we dig into on the regular, whether you're doing group coaching with me and or one-on-one coaching, we come up with simple solutions. So I help physicians create a plan, your own personalized plan, because I don't have the wisdom to know what's going to be best for you. But in this scenario, I help you realize I do indeed have a plan, whether it's with a complex patient with multiple medical issues, whether it's a retired 
physician who left and their patients who are on medications that I'd prefer them not be on, you need to have a plan in place. Number one, first and foremost, this is how I simply deal with X, Y, or Z. Number two, you are going to remind yourself on the regular that you do have expertise. I brought this up to a client the other night. I said, if you couldn't review the charts and you just had to walk in and knock on the door and go in and say, how may I help you today? Do you feel confident that you could help them with something? And indeed, they said yes. And I reminded them that our ED physician colleagues, this is what they do every day. They stumble into, they don't stumble in, they walk into a scenario where they don't know all the background typically, and yet they can very accurately start moving forward, figuring out this is what's going on, these are some tests we need to do, and this is going to be our current plan until I figure something else out, right? They are able to use that expertise, so I remind us, all of us, to tap into that. You do know what to do. And the other thing that I'll remind you is even if you could only glance at their medications, that tells you a lot about the patient. You are really smart. You know that if they're on lisinopril and metformin, that tells you a lot about the patient, right? Like, sure, you want to know their past medical history. You want to know their past surgical history, all of those things. But remind yourself that you are really smart and walking into the room, eyeing the patient and seeing how they look, looking at their vitals, huge right there. Asking them a question, how are you here today? You gain a lot of information, people. Yes, it's great to know the history and you don't need to know it all right this second in order to take good care of the patients. You can get a great snapshot from the medications alone. And when you remind yourself of that, perhaps you can chill the F out a little bit and realize, ah, I do have a plan. I walk in, I ask them, you know, why they're here today. I tell them I can't wait to get to know them and it's going to take some time. If I want to make sure that I go over their chronic issues, I can do that. But maybe we don't need to go into the weeds. Maybe you just stay up into the organ systems. Again, you don't need me to tell you these things. You are brilliant physicians. Perhaps you start with the cardiovascular system. What's going on there? Neurologic. You keep it really high level. And over time, you're going to dig in. You're going to learn all the things about them. But you can decide for yourself, what are the most important things that I want to know about this patient today? And I'm going to let them know that, yes, they've been with this other doc for 30 years, and they knew them inside and out, and I too will get to know them over time. We're not going to learn all the things immediately. We're not going to be able to tackle all the problems immediately. And those two things right there spin a lot of docs out. Because when you focus on, like, I need to know it all, I need to help them with all their issues here, it's no wonder these new patients to you are overwhelming. So I want you to gain back control and remind yourself, I do have a plan. And you're going to create your own personalized plan. And you're going to remind yourself that, wow, my wisdom, I could just walk in there and help with something, no matter what, whether I have a chart to look at or not. Remind yourself, I can help them today with something. Your brain is going to tell you, I didn't do all the things. Yeah, that's right. You're helping them with one thing or two things, and you're going to invite them back and get to know them over time. So the final thing I want to say is that, for instance, with medications that you don't typically prescribe, and perhaps they're on you know, meds that you are like, hey, wait a minute, this is on the beers list and this is a 74-year-old patient, I would like to get them off. Have a plan. Instead of kind of tiptoeing around and feeling uncomfortable, stand in your confidence. Empower yourself to say, I know what's best for the patient. And even though they might not love the plan, you can let them know, these are the things that I think would be right for you and this is how we're going to work on it together right? It doesn't have to be like a punitive thing. And you maybe don't even want to bring it up then say, you know, I'm going to work with you to make sure that this medical list over the next few 
weeks and months is going to be safer for you and most optimized and we're going to simplify things for you, however you want to say it. So that is how you start to build your confidence in new patients if this is something that you struggle with. And I know many of you listeners are like, I've been doing this for years. I've kind of figured it out. That's great. And I want to give a jump start and a little bit of a boost for those who are new attendings because this is something that I see time and again. Another thing that can help build your confidence is to join a like-minded group of physician women. This is exactly the work we do week after week in StressRx group coaching. We talk about building our confidence. We talk about validating ourselves because again, we're used to getting all the A's and now we're not getting that anymore. But how can we build our own validation that we are doing a good job as an attending, taking great care of our patients. We learn to set boundaries with our staff, with our patients, so that we can have a life outside of medicine, so we can learn to get our notes done more efficiently, so we can enjoy our evenings with friends and family or just take time for ourselves. You also learn your own personalized chill the F out strategy, so you can learn how to get your cortisol level down on the regular, simply. These are just a few of the things that we do in the group. If you're struggling, I just want to tell you that it doesn't need to be so hard. And we just started this week. Monday, the 29th, a new group kicked off. It's not too late. If you want to join and jump in with us next week, it's not too late to join. We still have a few seats available. So click on the link in the show notes. Come join us. The next group's going to be starting in the spring. But why wait until later in the spring to start feeling better? You can feel better today. Click on the link in the show notes. Find out more about the group. Okay, whether you join the group or not, I know this knowledge and little bit of a plan is going to be so helpful for you because now you've got a strategy. You are brilliant, and many times we're not taught this. And we, of course, as high achievers, want to do all of the things. Of course, you want to take great care of your patients. But I want to remind you that you don't have to do all of the things, that you don't need to know all of the things about your patient in order to take excellent care of them today. Okay, my friends, I hope it is beautiful and sunshiny wherever you are. Get out, go for a walk, or just bask in the sunshine for a few minutes and take care of you. Until next week, peace and love to all of you. Are you ready to take control of your life and put these tools into action? I'm here to help. I offer free consultations for physician moms to see if my one-on-one coaching package is right for you. You can sign up for a free consult at www.mamadoclifecoach.com.